Hey, everybody. I'm Logan Camden. I'm Carson Brabber. And this is Nerd Sesh. No! Oh, my God. How could he do that? Are you on What? Charles Darwin. Today, here on Nerd Sesh, we are celebrating trivia time number 10. And if you are familiar with the podcast, then you probably know how this goes. I quiz Logan on all things NFL history, and Logan quizzes me on NBA history, and we are going to have a lot of fun with it. So, Logan, I'm going to throw it over to you. What's the first question you got for me today? The first question is a cupcake, Carson, get you started nice and easily. Who is the center on the 2016 All-NBA first team? DeAndre Jordan. Very easy, and this has been a point of contention for some reason, I guess, looking at historically. I believe I listened to Bill Simmons talk about him for a while. You knocked that out. Um, It surprised me that Jordan made the squad, especially with Boogie Cousins putting up 27 and 11, but uh, Bill Simmons and uh, I believe Ryan Rosillo, adamant hate and uh, disdain for – not hate. That's a wrong word. For DeMarcus Cousins, he just plays uh, bad basketball. Well – it was a ridiculous selection in the time DeAndre Jordan was always to me an overrated defensive player uh, because if you look at like his uh, how the person who is the primary defender of shoots relative to their average he really never made a large impact on that and he was just a guy who took a lot of gambles so maybe he blocked a couple more shots and he was a good defensive rebounder but that's not really what makes a good defensive player and I mean it's a crazy stat because obviously it's easier to do at center than any other position in this modern era, but and slightly less so now, but especially back then when you have like Marcus Gasol and DeAndre Jordan leading the way in some seasons. But, you know, Blake Griffin never made a first-team All-NBA, and they're in completely different tiers, and they were on the same team. And, you know, mm-hmm. obviously Chris Paul wasn't first-team All-NBA that year. So to, to assert in any way that DeAndre Jordan was the best player for any moment of that, which is kind of what that selection is doing is just ridiculous. He just wasn't that good. Good question. But it was, it was a little bit of a meatball for me, but I like it. I like boosting the ego. Logan, this is a pretty interesting one that I found. One NFL franchise has had four of the top 13 rushers of all time play for them. Which franchise is that? Um, uh, off the bat, uh, my initial guess would have to be the Rams. That's a good guess. Uh, they have had a couple, but it is not the Rams. They've actually had okay, can, three. They've had three of the top thirteen. Can you give me a? Um, can you give me the numbers again, one last time? One franchise has had four of the top thirteen rushers of all time play for them. Okay. Um, Dallas plays in here just because they've had some talented guys. Emmett. Um, I don't know. I don't think uh, the Rams one was. I thought I was going to hit it with the Rams just because of Eric Dickerson and Marshall mm-hmm. Falk, guys like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I'm going to uh, go through my brain real quick. Well, and one more, you know, you have the bus Jerome Bettis for the Rams as well. Well, I, well, does that count? Do you still consider – I mean, I guess because he played for the Rams. I don't know. I don't think of the bus at all with uh, St. Louis. No, that counts. If you played for the team, that counts. Huh, okay. Um. Let me think here. Chicago, Walter Payton, I don't think. I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling Dallas. I'm going to go ahead and say Dallas. Dallas is another solid guess because you have Emmett Smith, you have uh, Tony Dorsett, but it is not Dallas. 
four of the top 13. Man, I hope this isn't tricky and it turns out to be Buffalo. <laughs> oh, I wish. Oh, boy, <laughs> I wish. No, oh, I mean, Buffalo... I'm just thinking OJ Thurman Thomas, maybe. No, sadly, Buffalo has zero <laughs> of the top 13. But uh, close. Okay, my final guess. Um, I'm going to go uh, Pittsburgh because I like flexing on um, Buffalo. Rejected. It is not Pittsburgh. Uh! The answer is the Colts. You have Frank Gore there, who is the number three rusher oh, of all time, boo. 2015 through 17. You have Eric Dickerson, number nine all time from 87 through 91. You have 12th Marshall all time, Marshall Falk, 94 to 98. And you have 13th, Edgerin James, 99 to 05. The reason I like this question is because three of those guys you don't think of as Colts. But, you know, that's, that's, I thought it was a fun question. You seem to have hated it. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's a good question. You're just right. It got me. The question yeah. got me. Yeah. So congratulations. Right. Thank you very much. Okay, Carson. Looking into the 1995 draft, future Hall of, Hall of Famer and MVP Kevin Garnett went fifth overall. Can you name the rest of the top five selections? 95. So uh, um, let's think. Ooh, this was not a great draft, I don't think. Okay. So number one, obviously, is Joe Smith, um, who was not much good. Hmm. Who went second that year? Uh, I'll tell you who had the pick. Uh, the Clippers had the pick. Clippers had the pick. Uh, I don't think that that's doing me much good. Um, uh, he, this guy got moved to Denver after being drafted by the Clippers. Is it McDice? It is McDice. Okay. Oh, he got drafted by the Clippers. Uh, all right, there's the top two. Who was uh, – oh, it's so weird because I really have – I feel like I have a weirdly difficult time remembering who specifically was in this draft. Um, uh, this is an ex did the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies might've had someone up there, but this isn't Sharif. Sharif is the year after this. It's not Stevie, the franchise Francis. I don't think big country Reeves was a top five pick, but he could have been the fourth pick. Was Big Country Reeves one of them? It's not Big Country Brian Reeves. Uh, both of these guys at three and four are all-stars, and uh, the pick at four, uh, this guy won. Uh, he became an NBA champion. So be pretty prominent guys. Okay. All-stars? Oh, man. I'm just trying to think of players from this era who are not taken uh, in 96. And <laughs> <laughs> because I could tell you everyone who was taken in 96. And obviously it's not – I mean, I don't think it's any all-timer guys because I think that I would remember where they were taken. I think I'm going to throw in the towel because I don't want to take too much time on this. Uh, third was Jerry Stackhouse going to Philadelphia. Uh, Rasheed wow. Wallace went fourth to the Washington Bullets. And as I said, fifth went Kevin Garnett to Minnesota. I asked this question, Carson, um, because I wanted to get you ready for the next question, uh, get you thinking about the 95 class because I'm bringing it back uh, with question three. Good. All right, I like it. Logan. Bruce Smith was the 1996 Defensive Player of the Year, in case you needed to be reminded, because go Bills. The year before him, another Bills Defensive Player won that same award. Who was it? Cap. No, it's true. <laughs> no way. Yes. 
man. Read it and weep. Okay. Um, I'm now getting flexed on for the Bills for having some all-time players. Uh, man, I should have read up on the Bills before uh, we got started today. Uh, Obviously. I mean, I, I guess when I think about those old Bills teams, I don't ever really think about the defense outside of Bruce Smith, uh, Steve Tasker, Thurman Thomas. None of these players are going to help me when it comes to thinking about uh, defensive players. That's true, because they played offense or special teams. Uh, you know, I, I've heard that. Um, yeah. Man, Bruce Smith. Uh, I'm trying to think about some of those other big-time guys, that just anybody else that you had on the mm-hmm. defense. Um, guys said Cornelius Bennett for a while. Uh, I I think I, that's the only other defensive player I can come up with. Is it Cornelius Bennett? It is not Cornelius Bennett, although that guess does make sense. He is certainly more associated with the Bills than the player who did win it. I'm going to be honest, Carson, I, I'm not going to get it. It's a tough one. So, personally, when I think of great Bills defensive players of this era, I think of obviously first Bruce Smith, then probably Cornelius Bennett, then I would say Daryl Talley. But Bryce Pop, in his first year coming over from the Packers, 17 and a half sacks and a depoy, along with 89 tackles for the 95 Bills. This guy was a sixth-round pick. Yep, and it's the only all-pro appearance of his career. Good for Bryce. Yeah, I mean, double-digit sacks twice. He really just popped here in Buffalo. Okay, I'm not going to forget. I'm going to read up on my uh, Buffalo Bills dominant defenses of the 90s. Shut up, Bryce Pop. Good question. I really like that, Carson. Oh, geez, thanks. But I'm going to get back on track. Good. Um, we are going to stay in 1995, as I said, for your third question, Carson. Who was the 1995 Rookie of the Year? Okay. This is the 94-95 or the 95-96? 90, uh, 95-96. So it's someone from this draft class. Well, it's certainly not Kevin Garnett. Oh, could it be Big Country Reeves? Could it be? Because I know that he was a pretty good scorer from the jump. I'm also thinking that it might be Joe Smith because Joe Smith did get, he did put up some buckets when he was young and I'm actually going to guess Joe Smith. It is not Joe Smith. Okay. Um, I don't think it's Stackhouse. I don't think that he was scoring like that just yet as a rookie. I, I think it's Antonio McDice. It's not McDice either. I kind of baited you a little bit with those top – because it's none of those top five guys. Yeah, I thought that that would make sense. But I I don't know. I just remember I, – I could have sworn. Uh, Smith ended up being all rookie. I believe Stackhouse was the same. So, I mean, these aren't bad guesses. Mm-hmm. Okay, now let's see if I can – this should be easier for me than just going through the top five because rookie of the years I should know. I should know all the rookie of the year winners. Um, but I have to say right now, I don't feel like I know not one of the top five guys. So I can't go through it that way in my head. So I might have to go through rookie of the year history. So let's start with 97 when we have Tim Duncan 96, we have Allen Iverson. I thought that momentum might get me going there. Um, <laughs> uh, this guy was taken with the seventh pick in the 95 draft. Okay. I, th- this one, I, I really should be able to get this. I'm going to work through this decade backwards. So we have, uh, 99, 2000, we have Steve Francis and Elton Brand. 
top co-rookie of the years. Then we have Vince Carter. Then we have Duncan Iverson. There are so many iconic rookies from this decade because then you have 94, 95, you have Kidd and Hill. You have Chris Webber before that. You have Shaq before that. So who is filling that gap? I don't think I know. Guy, oh, well, go ahead. Give me the hint. I want the hint. This guy put up 19 and 9 uh, this season. Uh, 19 points, 9 assists. Wow. Someone who's that good of a passer, I should remember. But I, I don't imagine that he went on to have an insane career. If only I remembered more of the guys who were in the 95 draft. I think uh, I, I'm going to throw in the towel. It's Damon Stoudemire. And oh. I don't know, this one I figured would be tough just because when I think Damon Stoudemire, I don't think dominant point guard. Yeah. It also helps that he played 41 minutes a game his rookie year to put up these averages. His per 36 numbers aren't as impressive, 17 and 8. But, I mean, for a rookie point guard coming out, he, he did have his fair share of turnovers, uh, 3.8 a game. But what he they did do. come away with, with a rookie of the year. Yeah. Wow, that's a good one. I have to say, I thought that I was going to come to it just by going down the list, and I just got everyone around it. Good question. All right, Logan, who has the Super Bowl single-game rushing record? Uh, it's a Redskins running back. Um, that is correct. Oh, I see him running. What's his name? I have seen this clip so many times on the top ten uh, because they love talking about this guy. Uh, like a one-game miracle. It is a one-game miracle. He has 602 career regular season rushing yards, but 204 in this one game. Man, I can see him running. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to get his name. I'm not, I don't have it off the top of my head. The answer is Timmy Smith for Timmy. the oh! – Timmy. That one hurt because you had it immediately. You had the idea. 87 Redskins, 204 rushing yards, and a, just a largely irrelevant career besides that. But what an awesome record to have. Like, if you're in Washington, then, you know, you are forever beloved by football fans. I mean, and those Redskins teams had some weird production. They were just really strange teams. Really but, unique group to win three Super Bowls in basically a decade's time. The power of Joe Gibbs. He was an awesome coach. Timmy Smith. I'm not going to forget that again. Good. Good. Okay. Good Good question, though. We've got to get back on track. All right. Uh, Carson, with Kevin Durant only appearing in one game in last year's NBA Finals, who were the top three leading scorers for the Warriors in, that, in the 2019 Finals? Okay. Steph Curry and Klay Thompson are obviously number one and two. Number three. Now, I don't think it's Draymond Green. <laughs> is it Kavon Looney? It is not Kavon Looney. So, who else could it be? It's not Alfonso McKinney, I hope. It's not, you know, is it Quinn Cook? It's not Quinn Cook. Oh, thank God. That would be brutal. Um, uh, is it Iggy? It is not Iggy. Wow. So who am I spacing on? It's not Livingston. Livingston was 
a dead man walking by this time. Um, well, I guess I should guess Draymond. It is Draymond, and I wanted. Oh to my get God! <laughs> it was it was that simple. He averaged uh, twelve and a half. Curry put up thirty and a half. Clay twenty six. I wanted to see if you'd slip up with Iggy and guess yeah. him first. Uh, you did, so I, I guess it worked. But uh, Iggy was fourth with nine point two. Draymond twelve and a half. Just such a steep decline. You know, scoring after Curry and Thompson. This was stupid for me though, because <laughs> the reason I was the reason this was my thought process. Draymond averaged seven points per game last year, and you wouldn't ask this question if Draymond was the third guy. But what I should have remembered is that Draymond played way better in the playoffs last year. He was up at like 14, 10, and 8, and he always does that. He always picks it up when they need him most. So that was foolish by me, and I can't say that I'm happy with the way I performed out of that answer. I guessed Quinn Cook. <laughs> I guessed Kevon Looney, and I did not guess Draymond Green. So, And you mentioned Alfonso McKinney. I did mention Alfonso McKinney. <laughs> Not my best work. All right, Logan. Who were the two players to win a Super Bowl for the Patriots in 2016, then join the Eagles and defeat the Patriots in the Super Bowl the next year? There were two players. Um, so the first one's LeGarrette Blunt. Correct. Um, I remember that was a big storyline because they hyped it up. Who else was uh, – I guess I'll go position by position. I guess maybe – Wideouts are Hogan. Um, Amon, I don't think Amendola. I think he went to the Lions. Uh, Maybe on defense. What year? Um, twenty. You said twenty. It is uh, on defense. What? Uh, what year did you say the Pats won the Super Bowl? Twenty sixteen. Okay, the twenty sixteen Pats. Um, man, all I'm thinking about is Donta Hightower right now. It is not Dante Hightower. I know it's not Dante Hightower. <laughs> he, went, he went immediately back to the Patriots because he played the Steelers in the offseason. He met with us and then immediately said, no, I'm not playing in Pittsburgh. He was scared of greatness. That's what you're telling me. He was scared of winning yet another Super Bowl. And this, then he went and did that in New England. So this second player was basically a rotational piece on both of these teams. He wasn't uh, necessarily a consistent starter, but earlier in his career – he was a very prominent player, so you know him. You certainly okay. know him. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm thinking. Uh, it's likely from the safeties and corners is why I'm not. I I just don't think anybody on the D line. Um, who else? Jason Babin. I was trying to think guys who were on that Eagles team. Um, I'm going to make a weird guess. Uh, I know this isn't the right answer. Uh, my final guess is Deron Harmon, uh, former Patriots defensive back, because I don't have another guess. Who is it? It is not Harmon. It is Chris Long. Who? Chris, uh, I should have gotten that. After all those years of suffering in St. Louis, his first two years out, he wins two Super Bowls on two I different don't teams. Him. I don't remember him at all in New England. Yeah, because he's definitely more memorable as an Eagle, whereas Blunt would be the inverse because he had that 18-touchdown season in New England. I like that. That's kind of tough to find out, too. I like, uh, I like the research for that question. Oh, thanks. Yeah, no, good job, Carson. I just wanted to <laughs> applaud you again. Okay. All right, what do you got uh, for me? Carson, fourth leading 2019 final score for the Warriors, Andre Iguodala was on the 2012 All uh, East All-Star team. And it featured one of the worst front courts ever, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. After starters Dwight, LeBron, and Carmelo, 
Can you name the rest of the front court off of the bench? Um, there are six players. Oh, this is a great question. Because this is peak bad East. <laughs> My first guess is Al Jefferson. Uh, Al Jefferson is not on this team. Oh, I think he might have peaked a little bit later. So I'm just getting the I'm just getting the front court backups, correct? Yes, 2012. 2012. Okay. So let's think about who are the guys with a random Luol Deng must be one of them. Uh, Luol Deng is on the squad. Joe Kim Noah. Uh, no love for Noah yet. I think he was the next two seasons. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's just scroll through who was relevant. I don't think Hibbert was an all-star yet. Was he? Yes, Hibbert is on this team. Wow. Ooh. Thir- okay. 13, 8.8 in two blocks a game. I used to think Roy Hibbert was a beast. Yeah, but then you hated him after he had the miserable performance in the Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, I know. I know. After, after Hibbert fell off, I hated him. But I thought Hibbert was the man who was going to slow down LeBron in the Eastern yeah. Conference Finals for a minute. Well, you were young. We were all young once. Um, let's – okay, keep going through good teams in the East. Decent players who should not have been all-stars. Um, God, definitely there are a bunch of random guys who made it in this era. No, we have – I'll give these oh. – I'll give the top three guys their credit. They deserve to be here. Okay. Uh, Amari Stoudemire in his first year with the Knicks – Stoudemire is not on this team. Or no, he's not. Interesting. I kind of thought he might be. Okay, the first three guys are are decent. So Mello, Dwight, and LeBron were the starters. Uh Chris yes. Bosch. Chris Bosch is definitely on here. Uh Chris Bosch, yep. And the last three are all small forwards. All small forwards. Okay. And so two of them left are actual decent players. Um Yeah, I'd say. Paul George was not an all-star yet, was he? No. He wasn't. Okay. Yeah, he averaged, like, what, 18 a game this year? Or was that the year after this that he averaged 18 a game? I, I know it's – the Granger and Paul George years mixed up. Yeah. Um, this, is too, this is too late for Danny Granger. It must be, right? And Danny Granger is not on this team. Yeah. Um, just the fact that you mentioned him, I thought I might as well shout out the guy. He was a bucket for quite some time. No, the top two – I mean, you know all three of these guys. And I said, uh, Iguodala is one of the guys on here, 12-and-a-half, 6-and-5-and-a-half. Right. I mean, not dominant numbers. Uh, right. last two guys are small forwards. Okay, so I just have two guys to go who are actually pretty good, basically. Um, good players from the East at this time. I'm – huh, I'm kind of drawing a blank. I mean uh, – I'm not going to give up because I know that these are two guys that I should know. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to keep going through teams in my head. No, you should know both of these guys fairly. I mean, these guys are pretty prominent in recent history. Okay. I keep thinking a little too far back. I was about to say, <laughs> I was about to, I mean, I was thinking about Michael Red. <laughs> it's way too late for Michael Red. Way too no, late. No, Michael, Michael peaked back in like 07. Yeah. Oh, oh, 06, you might even say. Um, oh, Paul, is Paul Pierce one of them? Paul Pierce is one of them. He put oh, Kevin Gar- and, and Kevin Garnett. It is not Garnett. Garnett. Garnett is not on this squad. Whoa. I thought I had it right there. Um, I mean, okay. and this guy is notorious. I mean, he is notorious for being like an East All-Star. And it's another 
front court guy. Is it? Oh, oh, is it seven time All Star Joe Johnson? <laughs> it is seven time All Star <laughs> Joe Johnson. Wow. I mean, just. I don't know, man. Joe never like Joe was a bucket. Don't get me wrong, and he could light it up, but yeah, he did have his. He had his faults. Yeah, no, yeah, he wasn't all that great. Oh wow, I just looked it up. Al Jefferson was never an All Star, but he was All NBA one year in thirteen fourteen. That's what I'm saying with these centers. Like you know, it's just ridiculous compared to the guard talent and the rest of the front court talent. All right, good question, Logan. I'm glad that I ended up getting it all because I, you know, I wouldn't have been able to excuse myself. All right. In 2015, Cam Newton, who of course was recently signed to the New England Patriots to sadly replace Jared Stidham and perhaps jeopardize the Bills stronghold on the divisional title, although no football games had been played yet. I already had a banner hanging up in my room. Cam Newton won MVP and the Carolina Panthers went 15 and one. Who was that team's leader in yards from scrimmage? Oh, good question. Um, yards from scrimmage. Man, I, I wonder if there's a ret- – this, this feels like a return man question. Somebody was uh, putting in work on special teams. Um, it's not. Those don't count as yards from scrimmage. Oh, those aren't yards from scrimmage. Okay, then – man, I don't know why. I just thought of Cameron Artis Payne. I haven't thought of that name in a long time. <laughs> that guy was on the Panthers for like a season. Um, yeah. My initial guess is going to be Steve Smith. It is not Steve Smith. Steve Smith is he on had, this team? He was not on this team. He had just left either one or two seasons before. Okay. Um, let me think. Ronnie, I, I, I don't think McCaffrey was in the league yet. Uh, I feel like I would have remembered him in the Super Bowl. Uh, wideouts, tight ends. Who was on this team? Man. I hate this. I hate that I'm drawing a blank on who even played offense for the Panthers in 2015. It's understandable. Um, Devin, Devin Funches. Uh, it is not Funches. I wouldn't think so. I think it's it's got to be a running back unless – I mean, I don't think it's Cam Newton. It is not Cam Newton, although he is fourth. Yeah, it's surprising because of his rushing numbers mm-hmm. blow me away. Yep. Pretty ridiculous. Um, okay, I think I've got my guess. Um, I do remember Jericho Cotri came here in the offseason. I think that's going to be my next guess. It is not Jericho. Mike Tolbert. <laughs> it is not Mike Tolbert. I mean, D'Angelo Williams wasn't – Jonathan Stewart wasn't still here, was he? Jonathan Stewart was still here. Is it Jonathan Stewart? He is second. What? I will tell you that the player who is the leader for this team has stayed relevant for years beyond this. Um, Although he has had some injury issues. Oh, I know who it is. If, if it's injury issues, it's got to be Greg Olson. It is Greg Olson. Uh, he was followed by Stewart, then Ted Ginn was third, and then Cam himself was fourth. I thought I might get you to go for a Kelvin Benjamin, too, because he has basically 1,000-yard seasons in between this year in 2014 and 2016, but he missed this season entirely. Man, I forget. 
how dominant Greg Olson was when when mm-hmm. healthy. I'm hoping that we see something resembling that in Seattle, but I don't know, man. That guy's got some of the worst injury issues that I've seen. He's had some serious injury problems as of late, and now he's getting up there in age. Well done, I like any time anytime you bring up a Super Bowl loser, I get a little excited just because I know I'm not going to remember them nearly as well as I should. Yeah, that's true. It's true. <laughs> uh, Carson, my next question for you. After Wilt Chamberlain and Michael Jordan hog the top six spots, who has the seventh most total points scored in a single season? Okay. Um, oh, you almost got me, Logan. You almost got me to say Elgin Baylor because he averaged 38.6, <laughs> but I know he only played 48 games that year. Uh, I'm thinking Kobe, of course, because of the 35.4 in 0506. And it's not like he missed a significant amount of games in that year. But I think I should look further back just to give myself a chance to examine it all. So, 60s, it's Baylor. Oscar never put up enough points. Um, Yeah, no, I mean, it's got to be Kobe because no one has scored over 35 except for Wilt, Elgin, and Michael Jordan. So, I'm going to say Kobe Bryant. Nope, it's been by far um, 2006, as you mentioned, 2,832 total points scored, 35.4 a night. Um, eighth on this list is Bob McAdoo. Ninth is Kareem, yeah. and tenth is Harden. Uh, yeah, I was going to stop you right off there at the bat. I just wanted to hear your thought process. Uh, good job. I need to not overthink these things because <laughs> that, that's how I didn't get the Draymond question. Like, you know, sometimes I'm just getting a straightforward question here, and I need to accept that and not defeat myself. All right. You keep waiting for my trickery. Yeah, I'm waiting for the trickery, <laughs> and sometimes it doesn't come. All right, Logan. In NFL history, there have been six 2,000-yard rushing seasons. Adrian Peterson was the last to do it in 2012. In the eight years since then, who has gotten closest? Mm, I like this question. Um, I'm going to say Ezekiel Elliott. It is not Ezekiel Elliott, although that is a good guess. Kareem Hunt. It is not Kareem Hunt. Um, Aaron Jones. It is not Aaron Jones. I don't think it's Le'Veon. Le'Veon, I'll, I, don't wanna, I don't even want to guess Le'Veon because I think he's been too dominant in the receiving game in Pittsburgh to be close. Um, past eight years for running backs, it's just such a weird position now. Um, who's been running the football? Dalvin Cook didn't do it last year, did he? Nope. I mean, he didn't do two th- You know what I meant, though. Yeah. Uh, who else is uh, – I'm going to guess a weird one. Arian Foster. Great guess, but Arian Foster's great season was before AP. And he still would not actually be the closest. He had over 1,600 yards, though, back in 2010. Man, I thought I was going to get it off the bat with Ezekiel Elliott. I'm not going to lie. I thought that was going to hit. Zeke is the second closest since AP. But there's one guy who was a little closer to him who had one remarkable season. That's what I hate about running backs is you can just pop and yeah. be lost to the sands of history. What? Uh, can you give me the number? The number that he – oh, <laughs> his jersey number or the number of yards? Uh, how many yards he rushed for? That's what I thought you meant. But initially, I was like, jersey number? <laughs> 1,845. Okay. Um, I'm going to give this one last shot. 
Let's see if I can – if there's a running back that I'm just spacing out on here. Um, Bears had Jordan How. Oh, I don't – I don't think it's Jordan Howard. I don't think he ever had a year that crazy. Here. He used to probably still be in Chicago. Let me give you um, one more hint. It was – the year was 2014. Man, okay, 2014, 1,800 yards. Who am I missing? Who am I – Jeremy Hill, Gio Bernard. I'm just running through. Neither of the Bengals boys did it. <laughs> no, I feel like we would have seen that. Andy Dalton probably wouldn't have had to carry the offense if we had seen Jeremy Hill or Gio tear it up. That would have been pretty incredible. I'm going to go on a tangent here off the Bengals boys for a second just to buy myself some time to think. Okay, um, good. Do you remember that playoff game where Vontez Perfect uh, knocked out A.B.? Of course. I mean, they had a crazy lead in that game, Carson. And I remember Jeremy Hill running for a touchdown and tearing the terrible towel. I'm telling you. Uh, disgusting. The reason that, – that, cur- that towel's got a curse on it. You don't do that. It's a you dumb play. Do okay, my, uh, my final guess here for 2014 random running back uh, – Derrick Henry. I don't know. Who is it? Um, not your best guess. The answer is... No, it was a horrible guess. <laughs> the answer is DeMarco Murray. He I hate that, DeMarco Murray. Boo! He had that incredible last season for the Cowboys and then went over, joined the Eagles, then went over, joined the Titans, and he was never the same again. But he had that one because great season. Because he played behind that great O-line. Man, I, I should have gotten that. I am so mad at myself. No, you tried your best. I knew it was a Cowboys running back, and my brain just did not connect the dots. I remember that year. He just went from being an above-average running back to exploding. That's how, that's how it works, man. You get a talented O-line like that. I like that. Good question, yeah. Carson. Oh, thank you. What coach went from most losses in 2018 to the most wins in 2019, Carson? Most losses to most wins? Okay, well, it's Mike Budenholzer. Very easy, twenty four fifty eight with Atlanta. I just thought it was cool. That is, yeah, that is cool. A crazy thing to do. Twenty four and fifty eight with Atlanta bumps up to Milwaukee, sixty two and twenty. I'm so glad Milwaukee understood the reason that Budenholzer was losing in Atlanta is not because he's not a good coach. Yeah, well, and it was so incredible that they had so much respect for him down there that when he was like, "Hey, I don't really want to be part of a rebuild," they were just like, "All right, we'll let you go." It was just a mutual parting, and then he goes and revolutionizes the Bucks. Yeah, that's, that's, a great, that's a great tidbit, and he is a great coach. All right, Logan, who is the only player in NFL history to lead the league in yards from scrimmage in four straight seasons? Desmond – oh, no, wait, not Desmond Howard. That was a dumb guess. Uh, yards from scrimmage, four straight seasons. I don't know, man. Le'Veon had some really good years. I'm going to go Le'Veon Bell. It is not Le'Veon Bell. I don't know if you can tell. I miss Le'Veon a little bit. Yeah, I believe it's, it. It's, it's been rough with James Conner. Um, four straight seasons. Can you give me an era? 90s. Emmett Smith. It is not Emmett Smith. Barry Sanders. It is not Barry Sanders. Um, that Eagles running back. It is not that Eagles running back. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. Uh, four straight seasons? Oh, yeah. Jerry Rice. Is not Jerry Rice. How? Because it isn't. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Steve Tasker. Is not Steve Tasker. Okay. Um, 
again, maybe this is just because you're a Bills fan. It's not Thurman Thomas, is it? Oh, but it is. Oh. Thurman Thomas from 89 to 92 led the league in yards from scrimmage every year. 1,913, 1,829, 2,038, 2,113. No one else has ever three-peated that title. And Jim Brown and Eric Dickerson are the only two others to do it four times throughout their entire careers, but Thurman did it four straight. I really thought your first guess was going to be Marshall Falk, just because he's the yards from scrimmage king. But um, as Bills fans would put it, Thurman was, you know, Marshall Falk before Marshall Falk, but better. Man, I'm so glad I could set that up, that uh, that we could have that. Anytime a Bills monologue comes out of you, I get a little – I get a little tingly, Carson. Uh, it's because I inspire the people through my suffering. <laughs> Thurman Thomas. I got I to gotta give some respect on his name. You really do. He's an MVP. If, if they people had forget won it. the Super Bowl, he would be immortalized. But uh, alas, they did <laughs> not win <the laughs> Alas, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, good question. I like that, especially when you get some Bills, uh, some Bills trivia in there. Oh, yeah. Carson, LeBron leads the 2003 draft class in points per game and assists per game. But who leads a class in career rebounds per game? Well, if it's not Chris Bosh, then I will feel like a fool. But I should at least consider the other options because we do have Zadrunas Ogauskas, who wasn't a great rebounder. We do have Chris Kamen. Hold up. Il- Ilgowskis was not in the 03 class, was he? Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking 96. I, that, was a, that was a foolish move by me. I thought Cavs, and then I thought great draft <laughs> classes from that Big era. Z. Yeah, no, it is not. Ilgowskis is not in that class. But Chris Kamen is. Um, and I'm kind of thinking the fact that you asked this question means that it's Chris Kamen and not Chris Bosch. But then again – it could just be Chris Bosch. I'm trying to think if there are any other good big men in this class. Um, no, you know what? I'm not doing the overthink thing. I'm going Chris Bosch because <laughs> it must be Chris Bosch. Yes, Carson. Thank there you. I go. mean, like, it's just, it's just so fun to, to watch as, <laughs> as you will go. Well, maybe it could be. No, it's Chris Bosch, uh, eight and a half boards. I wanted you to get, it's exactly what I wanted to happen. I wanted you to get tripped up on Cayman. Um, Came in 7.6. I believe he was an all-star at one point. Uh, and then yeah, LeBron was. comes in in third rebounds per game with 7.4. Yeah, I'll tell you, just go with your gut. Yeah, I really should. <laughs> but then I thought, you know, Chris Kamen was kind of a beast on the boards, probably as much as Bosch at their best, but he just has too many years where he's riding the bench where I thought that probably brings it down. But I really almost did it to myself again there. <laughs> okay, Logan. This is a Steelers-specific question for you. Let's see if we can get you going with this, but I have to say it's a tough Steelers-related question. Okay. Who is the Steelers' all-time leader in tackles? And keep in mind, tackles weren't tracked until the mid-'80s, so you're not going to have uh, Jack Lambert or Ham or any of those um, guys leading the way, probably. Uh, my guess would be James Ferrier. Bam! You got it. I uh, thought Ferrier... Ferrier was a beast, man. People don't respect him enough. Yeah, well, I just thought when you think of iconic Steelers defensive players, I didn't know if you'd get them right off the bat, but you nailed it. 1,085 tackles for the Steelers from 2002 through 2011. Next is uh, Lawrence Timmons with 983, then LeVon Kirkland with 839, and then you have Paul Amalu and then James Harrison. I just thought you were going to guess James Harrison. I would have guessed James Harrison. 
Harrison from the outside linebacker, I know that, I mean, if you had said sacks, it would have yeah. probably been James. Um, but I don't know, man. Ferrier was such a good run stopper, and people need to go back and watch, man. He was a big factor for the reason we had so many top defenses. Well, you hit that one right off the bat. Well done. Thank you. I love Steelers questions. Good. Carson. Now, this one, I will say, is a little design trickery. Okay. With a minimum of 300 games played, who leads the 2003 draft class in three-point percentage? <laughs> the fact that it is not going to be Kyle Korver is upsetting to me because it definitely should be Kyle Korver. <sighs> okay. Who else is in this class? This guy, I'll give him credit. This guy played nine seasons. I don't know how well you'll remember him, but he had, he had a decent career. Okay. 2003 class. Um, I mean, we just talked about this draft recently, so I definitely should remember all of the relevant players in it. Uh, let's just go through the all-stars. You have Josh Howard. You have David West. You have uh, Mo Williams. Yeah, it's not going to be any of those guys. Okay. I'm going to no, think this about guy's a, This guy's a marksman. <sighs> There's no way Kirk Heinrich shot as well as Kyle <laughs> like there's no way um it is not Kirk Heinrich <laughs> okay uh wait mm, okay I'm really glad that I looked through this class recently because I'm remembering some random guys that like with 95 would, I would have no chance um Dio's in this class there's no way Luke Ridnauer I really doubt it I can't imagine how anyone would shoot better than Corver but I remember he's in this class so, Luke Ridnour, perhaps? It, it is not Luke Ridnour. Darn. No, I'm telling this guy won two three-point shootouts. I mean, this is just crazy. What? Wow. Yes. Okay. Is it James Jones? James Jones is a really good guess, Carson. I will give you that. Um, yeah. Forty. I like it, too. for his career. Um, he's top four, but there are three guys, uh, Corver being one of them ahead of him. Oh, I'm, I'm glad that I looked at this draft, but I'm upset because I still don't think I'm going to get it. Steve Blake was in this draft. Like, okay, this is an unbelievable advantage that we talked about this draft because there's like no way I'd remember this about most drafts. I want you to keep talking because I, I feel like it may come to you. Okay. I think Just I'm starting to run naming, low though. <laughs> you're naming Luke Ridnour. I figured this guy's <laughs> name shouldn't be, shouldn't be too far behind. Yeah. Uh, I do feel like I'm starting to run low, though. I thought I might have had it with James Jones just because he's in the perfect spot where he's a rotation guy and he has one job, which is to shoot threes. But also when you said nine seasons, he played more than nine years. Uh, I think I might be – I think I might be out of guesses. Two-time three-point shootout champion? Who could that be? I don't know. I give up. You want me to tell it? you? Yeah. It's Jason Capono. No way. 43.4% from deep on his career. I mean, deadly. Oh, my God. That's uh, insane. Matt Bonner is at three with 41.4%. Uh, Steve Blake was a decent guess, sixth. Leandro Barbosa is fifth. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see. Luke Ridenauer is 14th in this. Or, yeah. <laughs> some, some interesting guesses. Wow. I, I never would have gotten that. I could have guessed for my – 
who knows how long, and I never would have gotten that. <laughs> Matt Bonner, if I had remembered he was in this class, I would have gotten excited about that because I would have thought that that must be it. So I'm glad that I didn't remember that. Good question. I am frankly shocked that it wasn't Kyle Korver, but good question. All right, Logan, this may be the weirdest question ever posed on Trivia Time. I am, you have piqued my interest. How many current NFL starters have Leonard in their name? <laughs> um, we've got Leonard Fournette, uh, Leonard Floyd, like Lenny or Leonard? Leonard. <laughs> oh, uh, is his is his little brother still at LSU? Um, I am not. Leonard. <laughs> Leonard is well. He had got this thing. He got kicked off the team or something, but he doesn't count, anyways. No, he has to count. He's also Leonard. Yeah, I don't know why his parents would um, do that to him. <laughs> I can only think of I don't. Is, I feel isn't Floyd isn't he an outside linebacker for the Bears or something? Yep, yep. You've got two of them. <laughs> There's only two I can think of. Uh, I'll go. You said okay. Uh, I'm, I'm reading your. I'm using context clues here. You've got two of them, which means there's more. Yeah, I said. I said that there's four. Oh wait, Anderson. no, I didn't. Nope, I didn't say that. Oops. <laughs> that was the question. He just gave it away. Yeah. Let me All see right. if I can name. Um, Leonard Hankerson. No. Oh, he's retired. He plays. He's retired. Teams. They're two prominent guys. That's why I felt comfortable posing this question. Floyd Fournette. Who are the other two? You really don't want to guess? One of them has Leonard as their last name. Oh, I didn't know that last names counted. Yeah. Myers Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> He's big enough to play in the NFL. He could uh, – no, he'd get, he'd get beat up quick. He's ripped, though. Yeah, but – He's too – I don't know, man. His center of gravity is so bad. He yeah, would just get no, knocked that's true. over. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know when Leonard. he would play. No, actually, I do want to – who is it? Leonard Williams and Leonard, Darius okay. Leonard. I forgot about Darius. Darius is such a good middle linebacker. He's a great he player. he just my mind. Yeah. Well, there it is, the I, Leonard is, question. That is my favorite – that is my favorite question on this <laughs> ever. <laughs> it's such a funny name. How many, how many players are named Leonard? Okay, uh, Carson. Uh, this one's not nearly as entertaining, but it's a solid question. Since 2000, can you name every player that has won Defensive Player of the Year more than once? Ben Wallace, Dwight Howard, Kawhi Leonard, Rudy Gobert. Um, that's it. You did it. That's it. That All was right. Literally, Wallace, 02, 03, 05, 06. Howard, 09, 10, 11, Leonard, 15, 16, Gobert, 18, 19. All right. Good job. Wow. I mean, you Thank killed you. that question. Thank you. Yeah, I was thinking through, I mean, I don't know. I might be, I bet I could name every defensive player of the year of the century, but that's for a different time. Maybe not by year. Okay. Logan, I have a defensive player of the year question for you. Who was the youngest player to ever win Depoy in the history of the NFL? Uh, Lawrence Taylor is not Lawrence Taylor, but he is the only one to ever do it as a rookie. LT is, but he was actually a bit older than this guy, just marginally. So was this guy a rookie too? No, this guy was in his second year, but he was younger than LT. Okay. Let me think of God. Uh, 
I don't know. Bob Sanders is creeping in my mind, but I feel like Bob was kind of middle of his career towards then. Um, might not be a bad guess. Uh, Terrell Suggs won one. What uh, is this uh, past 2000? This is past 2000. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead, and that's going to be my first guess. I'm going to go Bob Sanders. Not a bad guess, but he was 26. This guy was 22. 22? Yep. That is out the gate. Um, Same age Charles as Lawrence Woodson, Taylor, just months younger. Woodson won at 09. Um, Palomalu won one. He, he's too old. So let, let, me, let me try to think. 2001, Woodley never won one. He came out early. Uh, Sean Taylor. It is not Sean Taylor. Did Sean, Sean never won a deep boy, did I don't. He? I don't believe he ever won one. Ed Reed. It is not Ed Reed. Ray Lewis. It is not Ray Lewis. That doesn't make sense either. Lewis is drafted in the 90s. Um, who is it? I'm, I'm intrigued. It is the great Luke Keekley, who did it. Wow. Who did it at 22 years old in his second season? Unfortunately, of course, has already retired from the game, which is just so weird to see if you look him up on Pro Football Reference. His name isn't bold, but uh, should definitely be a Hall of Famer. But yes, in his second year, had 156 tackles, four interceptions, seven pass deflections, after already having 164 tackles as a rookie. So. You know, I mean, just an incredible career. And he was a pro bowler every year from then on and an all pro in five of his last seven years. I was going to say, I, I should have gotten that um, just because Keekley's so recent, but I have never been higher on a, I think, prospect, a football prospect out of college than Luke Keekley. When he came out of Boston College, the the, tack, the tackle totals, the mm-hmm. ability, I don't know how Keekley didn't go earlier in his draft class. Yeah, no, he was, a, he was an absolute monster. Good question. I should have got that. I am kicking myself. Um, Carson, we talked about this last uh, last trivia time, so I want to see if if, if uh, you remember this guy's name. Okay. Sticking with awards, Dr. J won ABA MVP three times. Mm-hmm. Can you name the only other player to win multiple ABA MVPs? Um, I certainly can. Mel Daniels. He did it. Mel Daniels is a nerd sashiro official. <laughs> We have done it. Um, 1969 and 1971 in Indiana, Mel Daniels, 24 in 16 and a half, and then 21 and 18. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have – thank God we did the last – the this whole carousel last month because I would have gone through all the ABA greats. But, yes, that is sticking in my mind forever now. I've done my Mel Daniels research, <laughs> and I will never be caught slipping again in anything, ever. 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 All right. Good question, Logan. I'm glad that you tested my memory, and I'm glad that I passed and didn't make a fool of myself. Okay. This is a tough one, but it's here to make a statement. The top 10 quarterbacks with the lowest interception percentage of all time all entered the NFL in 2000 or later, except for one. And obviously, that's just because guys are throwing you know, less interceptions relative to their total passes now in general. Who is the one who entered before 2000? Steve Young. Great guess. What anyone would logically think, but it is not Steve Young. What? Yeah. Okay, Carson, I'm going to be honest. I've never been more confident in an answer on trivia time. Yeah, I understand it. 
I really wow. understand it. Okay, guys who didn't turn the rock over. Um, I get it has to be nine. Dan, no, Dan turned the ball over a lot. Um, I'm thinking it has to be nineties or eighties because anything before that, guys were hucking yeah. the ball. You have um, the right idea. Joe Montana. It is not Joe Montana. I will tell you right now, this guy does not hold a candle to those players. Troy Aikman. It is not Troy Aikman. Uh, Good guess, though. Logical guess. I mean, these have all been good guesses. How, like, so you, he doesn't hold a candle to them. I know who it is. I think I know who it is. Okay. It's Chad Pennington. It is not Chad Pennington. No, man. (laughs) It is not Chad Pennington. Oh, Chad Chad never turned the ball over. He entered the league in 2000. That's so he's, he's a good guess because he didn't turn the ball over. But Oh, this is, um, this... is, it, is it Tom Brady? No, it's not Tom Brady. Sorry. The answer did not enter the league in 2000. The question is the only guy who entered the league before 2000 to be on this list. Tom Brady entered the league in 2000, but he is um, on the list. Peyton. It's not Peyton. Oh, it's Ryan Leaf. Got it. remember i said he does not hold the candle these guys but i will tell you he has some personal value to your football fandom huh okay um man it's making me wonder if he's a steeler quarterback huh huh interesting (laughs) maybe maybe interesting i mean i don't know like outside of big ben who else would it's not neil o'donnell is it it is Neil O'Donnell. No, Neil O'Donnell <laughs> sucks, dude. It's Neil O'Donnell. Dude, Neil O'Donnell won the quarterback challenge like every year just because the quarterback challenge didn't matter. And I'm like, dude, if Neil could do this on the field, he'd be a beast. Never had a 10 interception season, just 68 career interceptions, a 2.1% interception rate. So just one in every 50 passes basically that he threw was a pick. And, yeah, he's celebrating his 54th birthday today. So, happy birthday, Neil. Uh, I love you here Dude, at Nerd Sesh. If, Logan if, hates if, you, though. If I could say – if I could curse Neil O'Donnell out right now, I would because I don't care how many interceptions he didn't throw. He threw two in the biggest game of his life. That is true, and that is part of the irony of this question. Two very bad interceptions. Yeah, nowhere even – I'm not even going – you can get me all riled up. All right. <laughs> I remember – did I ask a question about the Super Bowl MVP from yeah, that year? The and then Super somehow, somehow we ended up watching. <laughs> we ended up watching him throw the same interception twice. <laughs> which was I remember because pretty... you because you asked, "Is that the same play?" And I said, "No, it's two separate plays." It, it was pretty remarkable. Shout out Larry Brown, man. Neil O'Donnell, nerd sesh favorite. Yeah. Wow, that was a great question. That was a really awesome question. I'm not even gonna lie. Thank you. Every player drafted in the first round of the 2018 NBA draft has appeared in an NBA game. Can you tell me the two players, however, that have yet to make a three-pointer in their career out uh, drafted in that first round? Okay. Every player from the 2018 draft. All right. Do I have to, do I have to go through this? Um, I mean, the, the two guys – I, I think one of the guys sticks out. One of the guys you'll have to probably go through that draft. Okay, 2018. Should we just? Should I just go down the draft in my head? I'm gonna do it. So we have Aiton, Bagley, Luca, 
Triple J, Trey Young, Mo Bamba, uh, Lori Markinen, Colin Sexton. Oh, wait, hold on. I already have a guess. Justin Patton. Uh, you've actually already passed by, I believe, one of the answers. Mo Bamba? I think Mo Bamba's hit a three-pointer. I'm not going to lie. Wait, I thought he had two. Wait, you're, but these are the two guys who have never hit a three, right? Never hit a three. Um, I'm looking back here through the first round just to confirm. Um, Mo Bamba has hit a three in his life. Uh, yeah, that's what Patton. I thought. Wait, so what do you mean that I had already passed by one of the answers? You've already said oh. one of the guys who hasn't hit a three. Oh, my God. Is it DeAndre Ayton? DeAndre Ayton has never hit a three-pointer in his NBA career. What? Wow. Well, that is a shame. Yeah. That is a um, shame because he okay. hit like 40% of them in college when he took them. Looking at his totals, he has attempted seven career three-pointers in 101 games. So you're telling me – are you telling me that Justin Patton has made one? I don't – is Justin Patton in this draft wait, class? I'm wait, just looking wait, for wait, him. wait, 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 wait. Why did I say Laurie Markkinen? Laurie Markkinen was 2017. That's what threw me off because I said Markkinen – at seven, oh, then, yeah. and then I thought of the trade, and Justin Patton was 16. Um, so I don't know why I did that. So um, where the was next I? Guy, uh, the next guy was drafted in, from 20 to 30. I'll give you that. Okay. And he is, um, I don't think he's attempted a three-pointer in his career. Okay, well, I know this draft like the back of my hand because I did a, a full mock for it, and I should be able to get everyone. Um, so no excuses at this point, um, I don't understand. I'm a little bit upset that I said, I understand why I said Laurie marketing <laughs> because he was the seventh pick for the bulls. And then the next year, Wendell when Carter. this year, Wendell Carter was the seventh pick for the bulls, but still, I literally just did a 2017 NBA redraft yesterday and Laurie marketing was in it. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to keep going because I bet I, okay. So no, there's no reason for me to go until 20. That doesn't make sense. I was about to though. Uh, so starting with 20, um, okay. So who's in the twenties? My boy Chandler Hutchison, Aaron Holiday. to Spellman is uh, is 20 to three. Akogi to Spellman. Akogi to Spellman. Right. Okay. Um, it's got to be Robert Williams. It is Robert Williams, and I'm glad you got it. Um, pretty simple, honestly, with the guys around there. If you can remember what you yeah. did, uh, Hutchison, Holiday, Simons, Wagner, uh, Shamit. They're all. Sh- all decent shooters. So, yeah. yeah, William sticks out like a sore thumb. Yeah. Well, I remember being amazed that he fell to 28 because I thought he should have been a borderline lottery guy. He was so dynamic at A&M. And he was raw and unpolished. But um, the Time Lord has not had a great NBA career yet. But, you know, I hold out hope. Good question. Good nickname. Literally, <laughs> if you hadn't told me that DeAndre Ayton was one of them, I just think, like, I just – you know, even though I know that he refuses to shoot the three at this level, I would have thought he's made one. That's incredible. Okay. That's what blew me away. Logan, between 2000 and 2010, three of these four players led the league in receiving yards at least once. Which one of them did not? Here are your options. Randy Moss, Brandon Lloyd, Musin Muhammad, and David Boston. Um, I know Musin Muhammad did it, and I know uh, – who's the second name? Brandon Lloyd. I know Brandon Lloyd did it, I think, in, like, 2010, and Musin Muhammad did it in, like, 2003 or 2004. Um, 
I think Musin did it in 03. So down to Randy and David Boston, man, I don't think David Boston led the league, but I, Randy had to. I'm going to go David Boston. So close. But the answer it's, is it's Randy, Randy Moss. Randy Moss never led the league in receiving. And you know what's crazy, Logan? I initially had this question with Terrell Owens in the Randy Moss spot because neither of them ever what? led the league in receiving yards. Isn't that crazy? Who was throwing, who was throwing David Boston the football? Um, well, I'll be honest with you. I don't remember. I mean. I, I got to go to the Cardinals. I got to see who was throwing this rock. Yeah, probably someone not very good if I had to uh, guess. Jake, Jake Plummer. That makes sense. Jake Plummer was pretty good. Yeah, but I mean, still, it's pretty ridiculous. Okay, now that I'm looking at it, he had 175 targets this year. So only a 56% catch percentage versus like, you know, Michael Thomas is at like 85 now. Well, I mean, Boston got that big contract uh, and fell, fell apart because, mm-hmm. I mean, Arizona knew he wasn't that good a receiver. That's why they let him go. Yes. So he led in 01, Muhammad led in 04, Brandon Lloyd led in 2010, and Randy Moss never did it. Even though he had a 1,600-plus yard seat. I mean, you know, obviously he's Randy Moss. I hate that my ignorance got in the way of that question because I said, I don't think Randy's led the league in receiving, but he's had to. He's Randy Moss. Yeah. Well, you really would think so, but nope. Good question. Uh, Carson, I am going to throw this to 2006. Those six drafts produced five future All-Stars. Who was the first to make an All-Star team? Okay. Um, hmm. My first thought is LaMarcus Aldridge. But maybe it's, maybe it's not him. Uh, all right, let's think through this draft. We have, obviously... Um, we have Bargnani going first. We have Brandon Roy in this draft. What a draft for the Blazers. Um, uh, you know what? I think it's Brandon Roy. I'm glad you didn't overthink it. Brandon Roy, his second season, putting up 19-6-5. and five. Wow. Uh, Aldridge would make it in his sixth season, 22-8-2. Lowry, the late bloomer, his ninth mm-hmm. season. Millsap, eighth and uh, Rondo is in this class as well. Uh, made yeah. the all-star team in his fourth season. Wow. I, I know there's some late bloomers in this draft. Um, I, I, that's unbelievable. Second year. Uh, Brandon Roy, man. He was something else. All right. Great question, Logan. True or false? Russell Wilson's lowest single season passer rating is higher than Andrew Luck's highest single season passer rating. Man, I hate your true or false question. <laughs> so hard. Even the multiple choice with Randy Moss when the answer is literally staring me in the face. Yeah. It's the overthinking, <laughs> man. It's inevitable. Um, man, I, I don't – Russell came out the gates better than Luck. So I know his rookie year in those same seasons, Russell beat him out. But Luck had some big years. Oh, I hate that. I'm going to go true. The answer is false. Oh, I hate this. I feel for you on that one. Five of Wilson's eight single-season passer ratings are higher than Luck's highest, but his lowest, which was 92.5 in 2016, is lower than Luck's highest, which was 98.7 in 2018. But Wilson's lowest, 
92.5 is still a few points higher than Luck's career average of 89.5. So I thought that's interesting because same draft class and, you know, for a long time, Andrew Luck was the more discussed player, but Russell Wilson sitting over here thinking, huh, I don't make nearly as many mistakes and uh, I win a lot more games. Yeah. I don't think Russell Wilson's thinking a whole lot. He's in the NFL. He's got his ring and <laughs> no dirt off his back. And I, he's probably pretty close to an MVP. I hope he gets one yeah. at some point. I don't want him to be like Drew Brees. I don't want us to look back at Russ and be like, he should have got one. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I, I have a love-hate relationship with that question. I understand. Okay, but, but this leads me into my favorite question that I wrote down. In 2015, your Golden State Warriors defeated the Cavaliers in six games to win the NBA Finals. LeBron James led scoring in every game except a game for blowout loss. Do you remember who led scoring in that game, Carson? Uh, well, I know Delavadova had like 23 points in one game. Could it be Matthew Delavadova? It is not Matthew Delavadova. Okay. Um, so who else? I mean, I'm just going to think through the roster. Shumpert, JR. Um, I honestly think it's, it could be Tristan Thompson. But I kind of think it's Shumpert. It is not Shumpert either. It's, it's a guy you haven't named yet. And I, I know oh. you know who he is, Carson. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, how did someone outscore LeBron? I mean, LeBron averaged 35 a game. LeBron went 7 of 22 this night and went 5 of 10 from the line. He put up 20 five points. 5 of 10 from the line. Good. Yeah, very un-LeBron-like. Un Goodness gracious. Um, man, I am trying to think about the starters on this team. Um, uh, I mean, who's it? You know, James Jones is on this team, but there's 0% chance. I feel like I've named every – I mean, they had a short rotation in these finals. Uh, old Mike Miller's on this team. There's no – like, there's no way. There's one – Oh, well, no, no, there's no way. Timothy Mozgov is the last guy I can think of on this team. And hey, Carson, just... I have something to tell you. No way. It's Timothy Mozgov. No way. What? 28 points. That's unbelievable. I have his jersey sitting in my closet, and I had no idea. No recollection. Nine of 16 shooting. 10 of 12 from the line. My man got hacked. That's crazy. I really did not remember that. Yeah, it's so weird to think about the fact that he was, you know, a relevant player on those teams, and he wasn't bad for a while. Also crazy to remember that they were playing Tristan Thompson alongside Timofey Mozgov five years ago. Oh, oh how Carson, things have I changed. Have a, I have a better one for you. In 2012, my, uh, one of my friends uh, is from Cleveland. He, uh, he went to a... Cavaliers game in 2012, something I don't recommend anyone does, ever. Yeah, doesn't sound fun. I want to tell you their, their lineup was Kyrie, Dion Waiters. Oh, yeah. They were running Tristan Thompson at the three, Anderson Verjao at the five, Stop and oh, there was some other non-shooter at the four. It was, it was the, one of the Zeller boys at the four. Oh, my God. Tristan Thompson at the three? And I asked him, I said – I and my buddy Mark, I said, Mark, how did you watch this game? I was like, this had to be the worst basketball ever. Yeah, 
Uh, it sounds very unpleasant. That's he unbelievable. He said they beat, he, they beat like the Hornets or the Bobcats, which makes sense. Well, that does make sense. That's actually not very surprising. Uh, the, great question. Uh, he was literally the last guy that I thought of that I could <laughs> remember from that team. That's, that's crazy. Okay, Logan, I have one more for you, and then, of course, I have your post-2005 quarterback question, as we have to do every time. Which team did Bo Jackson refuse to play for after being selected first overall by them in 1986, opting instead to play for the Raiders, who took him in the seventh round in 1987? Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That is correct. To me, this is one of the great what-ifs in NFL history because the next year, Vinny Testaverde goes number one overall to the Bucs. And we could have had the greatest offensive team. dynamic duo of all time. Do you know the story behind why Bo decided not to play for the Bucs? Uh, I don't know. Did he go to the U.S.? Oh, he went and played baseball, didn't he? What happened was the Bucs, he was meeting with the Bucks owner and their personnel or whatever, and the owner told him that the NCAA had cleared him to fly on his private jet. And that was actually a lie. So then the NCAA learned about this and Bo Jackson lost his senior baseball eligibility. So then he swore that he would never play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then they went and still drafted him. Yeah. <laughs> like That's Bo correct. Jackson told, he, he told them, guys, I'm not going to play for you. And they said, I will burn the pick. I don't yeah. care. No, it's true. They knew. And um, then, you know, Bo got his revenge. And I have a, I don't know if I counted wrong, Carson. I do have one more question here for you. Oh, maybe I miscounted. All right, go ahead. Keith Smart only coached your Warriors for one season in 2010 to 2011. Do you remember who started all 82 games at small forward for your Warriors that season, Carson? Okay. Um, there are a few options. Darrell Wright is one. But I think – yeah, actually, I think – I think it probably was Darrell Wright. If it's not Darrell Wright, I bet it was Corey Maggette, but I'm going to guess Darrell Wright. Look at Carson not overthinking. He's a, he's right. a different beast when, when there's no overthinking <laughs> going on. Darrell had decent numbers this season. I mean, 16-5-3, but he was just getting so much playing time on a shitty team. Yeah, I mean, I remember liking Darrell Wright, but um, he didn't last very long. And I thought that he might have – I mean, it was an interesting thought process because I almost overthought it. Because I was like, he might have still been on the Heat, but he wasn't on the Heat championship team, and I or on the Heat finals team, and I knew that, so I uh, I corrected that error. Logan, I did miscount, so I only gave you fourteen questions and one bonus question, but the bonus question will just be the fifteenth for today. But in a way, this is better because we avoid me asking the double question at the end. <laughs> Logan, who was the quarterback for the two thousand eight St. Louis Rams? Mark Bulger. You nailed it. And I thought you might because he was there for a long time. This was towards the end of his tenure, but two and 13 record for Bulger this year, 11 touchdowns to 13 interceptions. And this was the second year of an incredible three-year stretch to end his time with the Rams in which he had a five and 30 record for them. And they just said, well, let's throw Mark out there again. See what happens. <laughs> the only reason I, re I remember Mark Bulger because I couldn't ever figure it out in Madden. He was like a 90 overall every year. And I'm like, what? dude, I watch Mark Bulger play football. I'm like, Mark Bulger sucks. I don't know how. I'm going like, go back to Madden 08 
through like Madden 07 through 10, Mark Bulger was a Madden beast, and I could never figure out why. That doesn't make any sense because you could argue that he, I mean, the fact that a quarterback held on to his job for that long with teams that were that consistently terrible, I mean, that would never happen today. Most of the time you have one season like that and you're out the door. He had two and a half. I think that shows a change with the times. I mean, teams back then would, I don't know. He had one good year, 24 touchdowns to eight picks where they went eight and eight. But when he goes two and 10 with 15 picks the next year, I'd bench him all together. Yeah. And then he had another year and then he had most of the year <laughs> after that. So shout out Mark Bulger uh, and shout out trivia time, because I think that this is always, you know, I, this is a lot of fun. And we hope that you've all enjoyed listening. We are going to take a couple weeks off because, you know, we're here in summer. We're in the dead of sports. And we love sports history more than just about anyone out there, I would say. But we are excited to get back once we're nearer to actual live sports coming back. But don't worry, we'll be back soon enough. So that's going to do it for us here today. I've been Carson Brabber. I have been Logan Camden. And this was NerdSack.